Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do the things that inspire them. And welcome to the iHemp Revolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profits. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp Revolution? My guest today is Eric Ogden. Eric is with a Seattle-based company called Weed Tracker. That's spelled W-E-E-D-T-R-A-Q-R. Now, Weed Tracker has simplified traceability compliance for legal cannabis. It's for tracking the growth and sale of legal marijuana. Now, Eric is focusing on traceability and transparency for the cannabis businesses. They want to be in the mix as municipalities devise their own legal and regulatory structure for legal cannabis. So, Eric, welcome to the iHemp Revolution. Thanks, Coach Freddie. It's great to join you. I appreciate it. Oh, that's great. And today we're going to be talking about actually marijuana and some of the uses there and how Weed Tracker might be used for industrial hemp. First of all, can you give us a little bit more background on yourself and how you got started in the cannabis industry? Oh, sure. Absolutely. I'm a, a long-term entrepreneur uh, in many different fields of endeavor, all the way from insurance to, to cannabis now, uh, but in between various internet properties and uh, companies. Um, so, you know, I have the technology background and, and that's the commonality there is that I love uh, process automation. I love improving efficiency uh, within organizations to help people, help free them up to maximize their endeavor. So just getting the process simplified and out of the way for them. You know, as far as Weed Tracker is concerned, um, I've always been an advocate and a supporter of the cannabis, uh, of cannabis. I felt that it was completely wrongheaded and, you know, for, uh, basically a public policy disaster. I'm a Seattle, Washington guy. And in my estimation, it's wasted billions of dollars and untold, um, you know, damaged untold numbers of lives uh, for a plant that I believe is the most medicinal plant on the planet. Um, to categorize cannabis as a Schedule One drug is just a, a completely wrong-headed determination in my mind. And so uh, a lot of people agree with me. And um, so many people agree with me that it has become that we legalized it in Washington State. And obviously Colorado did the same. You know, we have Alaska. Uh, Oregon is, is preparing their legal marketplace and, and of course, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of medical marijuana states. So my co-founder, WeTracker and I are believers in what's called agile software um, development. So it's the modern mode of not presuming what anybody wants, coming to an, uh, coming to the marketplace with an idea of what's necessary, but not presuming how that's going to look. And then communicating heavily with your, a potential customer base and finding out exactly what their needs are. So we saw a need in Washington state because once you legalize cannabis, you have to appease the federal government and make sure that it's a, a tightly regulated and controlled industry. Because of course, you know, there's this, this uh, disconsonance between state 
uh, intent and law and federal law. So thus the need for traceability. And that simply means, you know, finding out where the cannabis is grown, uh, where it's moved, how it's processed, when it's processed, what products those are turned into. And so it's a contiguous system of legal entities growing, processing, packaging, and selling legal cannabis. And Weed Tracker allows companies to simply uh, do that. It sounds very, very complex at times, but yet again, very simple. You're really tracking from the planting and the growing of it and grooming of the plant all the way to harvesting and, and where that goes. Is that kind of where it's at? That's absolutely correct. So um, in practical application, just so it makes a little more sense, um, if, you know, for your listeners who have never heard of traceability compliance, it, it, it sounds in, uninteresting and certainly complex on the face of it. But basically, it's inventory control or it's chain of custody uh, software. So a grower in Washington State, those are called producers, they basically, once a cannabis plant becomes viable, five inches or taller, then you have to assign a unique identifier to that plant. And we use QR codes, which are those funny little square uh, scan codes. We feel that's the best, least expensive technology for this application. You basically report, hey, we have 10 new plants that came from the seed lot, which was already registered, and the state issues another batch of 16-digit ID, unique identifiers for each plant. And we associate that with a QR code. And then for that, for the whole life of that plant, until it's harvested, it has that unique identifier. Then when the plant is harvested, you have to report how much weight is lost due to drying, how much weight is lost due to waste, basically stems or, or product that's not going to be used. And then those individual lots are combined into, or those individual plants are combined into a lot up to five pounds. And that five pound lot then gets another unique identifier. And that is reported to the state. And then when that lot moves to a processor who may turn it into an edible, package it as, as a flower, you know, a, a bud, or process it into cannabis oil, those products also get unique identifiers. And those products are then sold to a retailer who in turn sells them to the final consumer. Um, so, you know, the, the state wants to make sure that that the federal government is satisfied that we're ensuring that the that cannabis is, is sold only to consenting adults of 21 years of age or older, that it's not um, diverted into adjacent states, that the product is not grown in association with any sort of criminal endeavor. There can't be any, you know, arms, uh, basically guns or weapons on premises associated with any sort of cannabis business. Um, we have to ensure that it's not grown on federal land. We have to ensure that it's not consumed on federal land. Those are less important. The big ones are no diversion to adjacent states who are, you know, still considered illegal and, and no sales to minors. So, uh, that, that's really the reason. And then, and then additional reasons are consumer safety so that you can have an assurance that this cannabis is grown grown safely and that there aren't, you know, let's say illegal pesticides used in the growth or whatever, because 
when that cannabis is getting ready to be sold, it has to be sent out to a testing lab. And they not only test it for the standard con- constituencies of cannabis that people are concerned about, such as THC or CBD, etc., but it's also tested for residual pesticides and um, things of this nature. So, so it's also a c- consumer protection aspect. That can become very complex at times. Hopefully, the government will ease up a little bit as the other states start to join in and legalize marijuana and hemp. So can you see in the future how this might be used for hemp, industrial hemp? Yes, absolutely. And um, I'll, I'll backtrack just for, for a moment because I right now, because it's a new industry and because there is this extreme tension between federal law and state law, a lot of the emphasis right now is being put on quote unquote compliance or, you know, basically legal compliance. But all of the same tools that are used for cannabis to trace it through the whole process, those, those tools can also be expanded and used for things like inventory control management, demand forecasting, grow management, human resources aspects, all of the typical operations business operational needs can also be derived from a traceability system or appended to, basically added on top of. And so when it comes to cannabis and hemp, they're closely associated not only genetically, but in people's perception. Because as you and I have discussed previously, you know, hemp was thrown in with the demonization of cannabis. And there's an argument that people were afraid of multitude of uses, that other industrial industries were afraid of the competition from hemp because it's so diverse and because it replaces so many products from so many industries that it was thrown in with cannabis and demonized along with cannabis. So, so you know, we are definitely shoulder to shoulder with the hemp industry. And I've been blessed to meet lots of activists and lots of advocates for industrial hemp production, not only in the United States, but elsewhere. And and so that's a long explanation to say, yes, absolutely, we see Weed Tracker in future manifestations being used very well in, in, the, in the hemp production, you know, because the same, again, the same things apply, you know, the operational data that you get from tracking a plant, the the grow management aspects and building genetic profiles and grow recipes to make sure you optimize your crop. So, uh, yes. I could see this where this could be used in uh, when you're growing the plant for CBD and oil and that you need the specifications. So this might be a great thing once we start growing a lot of industrial hemp here. You can help the, the farmers trace their, their crops. Yes, I mean, we, we, we see that coming. You know, there are, there are some competitors to us that have come from the, the agricultural side. We've come from the technology and traceability side because that's our expertise. But we built our company to be very... Uh, modular, meaning we, from a technology standpoint, you know, this is 2015 and, and, uh, people expect their technology to be agile, flexible, and modular. And modular meaning 
we play well with others. You know, we, we can plug and play into, uh, you know, like other companies that are focusing on grow management, for instance. And we've had discussions with folks like that. And it's very interesting that you bring up the CBD aspect of, of hemp because, you know, hemp and cannabis are very similar genetically. And the main difference we would say is that, that hemp is much more fibrous and has only trace amounts of THC, which is the psychoactive aspect of cannabis. But it also has, but, but it does still have some of the other constituents that cannabis has, such as CBD, which many of our listeners probably know is considered to be one of the most medicinal aspects of cannabis. Not the only one, but one of the most medicinal. So that it's, uh, you know, that's an anti-inflammatory and, uh, and an analgesic. It, it kills pain very well. It's extremely non-toxic. So yes, there's, there are a lot of parallels and, uh, and we, we want to be, you know, part of the, the hemp revolution as well as part of the cannabis revolution. And you and I had a lot of discussions in the past about the triple bottom line, which is people, planet, and profit. Taking care of people, your employees, uh, your customers, planet, not to pollute, and then profit, and in that order. So to kind of back up a little bit here, uh, going back to 1937 when the laws were passed, they were afraid of the harm that these two plants will do and the the harm wasn't to people the harm wasn't to the planet the harm was to the other corporations for example the paper industry it threatened the paper industry because you can make paper out of hemp it threatened the logging industry because you can make uh, houses out of hemp henry ford made a uh, hemp car in 1941 and that threatened the steel industry and the oil industry because he powered the car with hemp oil. So, you know, I came from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I grew up there with the steel industry uh, in the 50s and 60s. And it was a booming industry, but it was polluting everything there. It was very, uh, you know, toxic environment back there. And now we have all this toxicity that's going around uh, on the planet starting with the GMOs that's poisoning everybody by eating GMO food, and then they're spraying the crops with already round up pesticides. When you do that, you're contaminating the soil. You're killing the bees, the butterflies, which are essential to this earth. You're also, you know, taking into consideration that, that this, these pesticides that are in the soil, they start getting into the creeks, to the rivers, to the lakes, to the oceans, and we're contaminating everything. And so, but hemp, industrial hemp, can rejuvenate the soil. They're using it in Chernobyl over there to rejuvenate the soil around the meltdown in Chernobyl. So this crop, both marijuana and industrial hemp, have its uses. We want to make every state legal for each one of them. And it'll come to that. Eric, what else can you th- can you talk about uh, as far as where your company wants to go with this? What is your vision of the company? Okay, well, um, you know, Weed Tracker is basically not going away, but it is a proof of concept. It's the first foray into this um, industry. And... So there's a lot of iterations and a lot of things that we envision. 
certainly grow management is a big one. And if people are still, you know, coming from a prohibition mindset, there's going to have to be reassurances both to communities and people within those communities that are afraid because of the propaganda that's been associated with this prohibition and the government entities that are trying to not, not run afoul of federal law and also hasten the growth of a new industry. So I'm frustrated to hear about all the impediments being put up in front of hemp. I mean, it's, it's absolutely insane that a, a plant that was fundamental to industry before, uh, you know, in the early 1900s and before is suddenly now demonized in some way. It makes no sense. And so we, we would love to play a role in normalizing hemp again as a major agricultural and ultimately industrial product. I was just thinking when you were talking about how, you know, the competing industries are so damaging to the environment and hemp is so restorative to the soil and whatnot. I used to say, but cannabis, you know, can save mankind and hemp can save the world. That's really my belief because we now know the widespread and wide array of illnesses and other maladies that medicinal cannabis can help with. So I'm actually a little bit resentful when people try to put cannabis into a recreational, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, into that category and just say, oh, well, it's just another thing like alcohol. People run around and have fun with it. Well, you know, it may be an aspect of cannabis for sure, but I really look at the medicinal aspect. And then when I, when I'm thinking of hemp, you know, we want to be in that, in that grow management space. We want to give people tons of actionable data intelligence with their grow operation, things that they can do in terms of integrating with their financial operational uh, plan and data so that they know in real time what's happening with their organization. You know, if you're, if you're referring to a, a new, a new hemp farm, the, the Department of Agriculture, Department of Revenue, everyone who sees this as some potential threat, but also wants to know, is this successful? There's going to, there's going to be a demand for operational transparency. There's going to be a demand, just as they're in the, in the cannabis industry, for people to know what's going on. Like we, we want to bring this from the shadows into the light. You know, it's no longer illegal in Washington state. It's no longer uh, a black market. Now it's a legal, regulated, taxed industry. And so far, all of the signs for the legal cannabis industry in Colorado and Washington have been extremely positive. The sky hasn't fallen. Crime rate has actually gone down. Deaths from opiates and, and pharmaceuticals has actually gone down. You know, there hasn't been any carnage. The, the opponents have always argued that it was the end of society if this stuff was legalized. And somehow, you know, they threw hemp in there. But as you mentioned, it can replace petroleum products. It can replace timber products. It can replace cotton. Yeah. You know, it has medicinal aspects itself. It can be used as building material fire retardant, by the way. And on top of it, it does not require pesticides and herbicides to grow well. It grows extremely well of its own volition with some basic farming convention used to, to grow this properly. It's a tremendous crop. 
the turnover rate is very fast. You know, the the, the maturity a, a hemp stock grows very fast and creates an immense amount of fiber per stock. It's really a very productive plant, and at the same time, it helps restore soil that's been damaged through monocrops and through excessive use of chemical pesticides and herbicides. This is not the way God designed the planet. You know, God designed it to all work in harmony. And I really, really want to be a part of the, the hemp revolution. And I think that our tools will be very useful to, you know, hemp farmers and industry going forward. And one can only imagine where that will be because we're, we're pragmatists and we like to take the next logical step. And, you know, we're not unaware of the future just to say that you know, we, we see that there's definitely a role for us in the future and grow management and, and reporting and data intelligence are all things that apply in either industry. We're all looking to do our part here. Eric, I want to thank you for being a guest on the IHAMP Revolution. Now, how can people find you? Uh, what is your website? Okay, um, they, they can find us at weedtracker.com. It's weed tracker, T-R-A-Q-R. And the QR stands for a quick response code, which is, the, again, the, the square barcode. So it's weedtracker.com. We also have a Facebook page. You can find us on Twitter at, at weedtracker. Email me directly. That's eric, E-R-I-C, at weedtracker.com. You know, I, I certainly appreciate the opportunity to, to talk about Weed Tracker a little bit and to, to talk about the, the hemp revolution with you, Freddie. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in today and make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes and give us a review. Go to facebook.com forward slash iHemp Revolution. Like us. Tell your friends about us and help spread the word about the iHemp revolution on Twitter and LinkedIn and how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profits. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do the things that inspire them. And thanks for joining the iHemp revolution.